Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. If you're feeling worn out, overwhelmed, and are in need of good health without striving or turning on your step tracker or calorie counter, then I invite you to join us for Walking the Words of Jesus, 21 Days of Walking Prayer. Join thousands of people around the world as we spend 21 days moving our bodies and our hearts closer to God as we walk and pray. For 21 days, we will walk the words of Jesus because His words set us free. This program has great benefits for everyone. If you don't have a regular exercise routine or feel defeated or overwhelmed by the thought of improving your health, this program is the perfect place to start. Sign up today for Walking the Words of Jesus, 21 Days of Walking Prayer. Okay, Revelation Wellness friends, you just heard the very good news of how walking with the Word is beneficial for our bodies and our hearts. Join us on this 21-day journey where you'll experience moving your body with the Word and how this combination of movement and Scripture leads to increased freedom, health, and wholeness. Signups are open now and all the details are in the show notes. When you swipe up, you'll also find some great free walking resources that will help you get moving today. We've got a fantastic teaching for you today as Elisa shares the biblical principle that leads to wellness within your body and integration with others. You'll learn how loving God and loving others leads to better immune health, decreased anxiety and depression, and a host of other benefits. This one is packed with some incredible information that gives you a better understanding of how psychoimmunology and the Word of God are connected. It's a good one, you guys. We hope you enjoy it. Peace. I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. Get into this teaching and talk about how our outsides affect our insides and our insides affect our outsides. If you were here last week, we talked about one really big word. Does anyone remember it? Psychoneuroimmunology. Psychoneuroimmunology. That was the concept. Basically, that all of you is interconnected. That you get a thought, psycho, psychology, and that that thought affects your biology, which is through the nervous system, your neurology. Your nervous system talks to your body. So, psychoneuro, mind, body, immunology, your immune system. All of this is happening inside of you. Did you know that when you have a thought, you're sending that frequency, that energy through your body, the nervous system, the language of the nervous system is energy. Everyone, don't freak out. This is not new age. This is old age. This is how God created you with energy. (laughs) You have the ability to do something and energy talks through this language of the nervous system or the frequency or the uh, information highway of the nervous system, psychoneuroimmunology. That what you think and how your body feels and receives that information affects your immune cells. It affects your resistance to sickness and disease or your resilience when you do have sickness and disease to come back from it. Your ability to fight it off from getting it and your ability to come back from whatever testing or trial or sickness or adversity or trouble you have because Jesus says that to us in John 16, that in this world, you will have trouble. You will have trouble. You will have, there will be sickness. There will be disease. And 
we don't have time to get into the question, well, why is there sickness and disease? Go back to the beginning, Genesis 1 and 2. Bottom line, we want to be God. We want to be God. We want to make our own decisions. We have this free will in us and we choose the wrong things and that breaks us down. Psychoneuroimmunology. So last week we talked about all these things that are going on inside of us. We have, that's the great news is we can be responsible for what's going inside, uh, on inside of us. We are able to respond to any information, but what's going on inside of us, I can change. I can't change my circumstance. Everything outside of me, I don't necessarily have the ability to change, but I can change what's going on inside of me to bolster health wholeness, well-being, belonging, identity, beauty, value, worth, believe. <laughs> Even though you can't see it, believe for it. I have that agency. But now today we're going to talk about the outside. What's going on? What do I do about this external experience that I'm having? Because it's impossible to get through life and just be siloed to yourself. You are a social being. The other Sunday, or just two days ago, my daughter, we were at church, and there is this gentleman who is in the front row every time. Every, every Sunday we're there, he is front row, and he is a special needs guy. He loves worship. When the worship band is going, he is throwing his hands in the air and just singing really loud. He's unashamed, all in sings off key, claps off beat, but he is throwing himself into it. I love it. I watch him and I learn from him. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's unhindered. He's, he's not ashamed. He's just fully himself there, unaware of what other people or circumstances or environment are maybe dictating or asking for. He's just all in. My daughter, Sophia, has it's challenging for her to look at him. She watches him and she starts to cry. And I say, Sophia, why, why are you so upset? She goes, I, it makes me sad. She goes, I know it shouldn't, but it makes me sad. I feel sad. I feel it. it, it she goes, I, I know it's beautiful, but I feel so sad. And here is the truth. Sophia is an empath. She is affected by the feelings or the emotions or even the life experience of someone else. So she knows that his experience, although he's not affected by it, the fact that everyone around him in the environment he's in, that is not the norm. That there is, that, that's uncomfortable. Had he, that if he knew that, that that would be what he would feel. So she feels it for him, even though he's not feeling it. So we've had this big discussion about Sophia. It, 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 it's, it's not yours to bear. You're an empath. You feel all the feelings. And then she goes, well, this, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you, Sophia. You are an empath. Your empath is your, your superpower. If you're an empath, let us know. Let us know. Say me. You feel it. I'm not so much an empath. I definitely feel the room, but then I rise up to go, Okay, how do we lead here? How do we create order here? How do we um, protect this and keep it from being uh, contaminated or whatever it is? But Sophia just, it, it feels too much for her. So Sophia is having an experience, a social experience. She's in an environment where other 
people around her are affecting her. That's a social aspect. Sophia's fine at home, but when she gets into other people's space, that she'll start to feel what they're feeling. Even if they're not feeling it, she feels the resistance. Then her psychology is that she has a view of this man's needs and it's almost too much for her. The, the psychology of her worldview is how she sees it. It's like, oh, it's just, it, it kind of breaks her down and she, she, her empath empathy and her psychology start to swirl about. And then finally, she feels it in her body. She begins to cry. It's as if she's carrying other people's feelings so much that it's affecting her. And here's the truth. If you are an empath and you put empath in the into the chat, studies show that empaths, people who feel, who get affected by the environment around them, tend to get physically ill and suffer from anxiety, depression, and chronic stress, professional burnout, and pain syndromes more often than their less empathetic counterparts. Now, the other side of the coin is feeling too little. Empaths feel everything in the environment that they're in. The other side of that coin is someone like Ray. Ray is a confident, well-accomplished, well-liked, charming person he can smooth talk his way and make everyone feel okay. He can easily make friends and he can easily dispose of friends. Ray is a narcissist. Narcissists are people who only think of themselves, have less relationship to others, and people are, are more of a, a, a tool, something they use to get what they want. And one study in male narcissists, people who don't feel enough, people who are disposable, they have elevated levels of cortisol. And the primary stress hormone is cortisol is putting them at greater risk of long-term health problems, particularly cardiovascular disease. The opposite, opposite of empaths are narcissists. By the way, narcissists can also become sociopaths. This is why you get the stories. Does anyone remember the... Lacey Peterson story and like her husband, he's a sociopath. He, he's able to be well liked by everyone else, but then can murder his own wife and his own pregnant wife and dispose of her. It's sociopath. It's a bit, you, you don't feel anything right now that's happening in relationship to other people. This is a phenomenon or what the neuroscience will call and, and the social science psychology would call biopsychosocial. The biopsychosocial part of who you are. That is the interconnectedness of you in your biology to your psychology to the social, social environment you are in. Sociology. Biopsychosocial. And there are and ramifications for going through the world and having this biocycle, biocycle social experience. It's a way of understanding health and illness from an outward in or an inward out structure. Interconnectedness. If you weaken one part, you weaken all. For example, if I get sick and I catch a cold, I tend to not think well. And if I can't think well, then I can't be around other people, biopsychosocial. Psychology, if my, my thinking is off, 
eating disorders. It's not a food problem. It's a psychology problem. It's the fact that you think you're fat or you think whatever it is, the, the anxiety you feel and the control that we then put into food, that's a psychological condition. So people with an eating disorder, psychology, they have biology affected. They have smaller hearts. People with eating disorders have smaller hearts. And health-wise, fails, immune system goes down because of the psychology in their head. Their body is affected. And of course, their relationships get affected. Has anyone ever known someone with an eating disorder, had a friend with them? They won't eat out. They're very nervous of going to parties or events because they're concerned about what they can't control, what's going to be found there. So they would rather stay home in their close, controlled environment. That's a psychology that then affects the body, sickness, and their social, their social circle. And then you can approach it. If you change one thing, you change all things. Change social we just lived through this biggest social experiment ever, which is called COVID. We had social distancing. And with social distancing, we're now seeing the effects of the psychology, the anxiety and depression has increased in us from, the, from that time of disruption and separation from one another. Is it all due to the separation? No, but the fear and the pandemic. But we definitely felt that, that we're not meant to go to hospitals or not be in hospitals and be seeing our loved ones through windows that is a social experience that then affects our psychology, anxiety, and depression goes up, and our biology, chronic illness, has increased in the time of COVID since this separation that's happened. People eat more. We see that eating is up, and I think you can tell the average American Psychological Association says the average person during COVID has gained 29 pounds. 29 pounds. So that affects their weight. And then, by the way, still today, and it doesn't get published very much, but the research shows that you're more likely to fall from greater effects, catch COVID, get COVID, and have morbid uh, morbidity effects from it if you have weight as an issue, if you have too much weight, if you're overweight. Now, again, we don't talk about weight here in fear. It's just to be aware. And we know if we're unhealthy, soothing ourselves with things that will not satisfy, there is a cost. We are interconnected as a human being, psychoneuroimmunology, and we are interconnected as human beings. Let me say that again. You are interconnected as a human being. Your mind, your body, and your immunity are talking. All the systems of your body, you can't not This is why working out is so powerful because you get all those systems firing up together. Your muscular skeletal system, your, your, uh, your uh, pulmonary system, your blood system, your uh, neurology, your nervous system, your skin, even that. It's called your, oh, I love the word. I can't remember the word right now. Ah, I'll come back to it. It's a really weird word for your skin. But even as you work out your skin, you begin to vacillate blood pressure, blood vessels come to the surface of your skin, you start to sweat and breathe, and we, we have this exchange of, of energy that's happening all the way through our body. You're interconnected as a human being, and we are interconnected as human beings. 
This is the social experience experience we are all in. So what are we to do to solve this health puzzle, right? Because it feels like a puzzle. I got a lot of stuff going inside of me that at least I'm just trying to manage all this. First of all, I would say start there. What's going on with you? What's going on with you? Then look at that interconnected piece to others. See, the problem is a lot of us hold on to the pieces of other people or circumstances. We try to control that because we think if I lose this circumstance or if I lose this situation or if I lose this person, who will I be? When in fact, we have to be willing to lose the things that we've held on to and controlled to then rebuild a life where we have infrastructure inside of us, that we are of sound mind and power and love, that when a thought comes into us and our psychology begins to take a swirl, we can remember, wait a minute, nervous system, calm down, breathe. This is only a test and I can keep my immune system calm, psychoneuroimmunology. And now I can begin to look at my biopsychosocial, my biology, my body in relationship to my mind and the experience of people around me. Move in to move out. But you can sometimes look at what's going on in the outside to help yourself move in to get the resource you need that is already inside of you. What we are to do with this health, health puzzle is found in the gospel, according to Jesus, in Mark 12, 28. And I'm going to read it, and I want you to pretend you've never heard this. Integumentary. Thank you. I love that word. That's such a big, funny word. Integumentary. doesn't make any sense. Skin, integumentary. Thank you. Probably a, a nurse or someone here. Mark 12, 28. I want you to hear this. And I want you to hear it like you've never heard it before. Hey, if this is blessing, you hit share. Mark 12, 28. Uh, 12 starting verse 28 going to 32 and one of the scribes came up to Jesus he heard them disputing with one another and seeing that Jesus answered them well he asked him which commandment is the most important of all how do we solve this this whole craziness this puzzle of health what are we to do this is really the big what God what is the most important commandment to having life and being a human being. He just tell us what is the most important thing? What am I to do? And Jesus answered, the most important is hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. That's actually right there. Just stop right there. The God that we've been made of, the stuff we are made of is one. We are one and interconnected with ourselves so that we are at one with others. So Jesus declares who God is. Just sitting at a PC. There you go, Rebecca. Thank you. God is the God of one. Say that with me. God is the God of one. He's the God of oneness. So when I start to feel fragmented or I start to feel disbelief or I start to feel separated, anxious from myself or my thoughts or my ways or fluctuations, can't catch my breath, whatever it is, I'm anxious, I'm furrowing my brow, pay attention to your body oneness. God is one. Okay. That's just a statement. It's not a command. Jesus is just starting it with the statement. And now, hear, O Israel, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Psychoneuroimmunology. All of who I am. I have to love God with my psychology, my thoughts. I have to love God 
with my body, my ability. I need to love God with my emotions, the electric, the energy running through me. I have to love God with all of who I am, my desires. I got to reconcile with my wantings and my likings, all of who I am. That's the first thing. So cool that God goes, let's start there. He didn't say, you know what? Go figure it out with your people. Go work from the outside in. No, he said, work from the inside. Love God with all, all of who you are. Then the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. <laughs> Do we see that if I am not interconnected with me, if I can't reconcile what's going on with me, if I can't take agency and ownership of what I am thinking, feeling, and choosing in spite or despite what other people are telling me about the circumstance, I, I am not at one with me which means I am not one with God because where God is, there is life, there is peace, there is calm. You can sleep in the boat. You need not be at this tension of feeling pulled apart. Love the Lord your God with all of who you are, then love others as yourself. So the step one, love the Lord your God with all of you. I love that in Romans 7, 23, Paul says this, he says, uh, he's talking about this in context. He's talking about why he desires things he, he doesn't want to do and the things he wants to do. He just has a hard time doing it. Romans 7 is really like drops the pin on our humanity. Like, oh, we know who God is, and yet we struggle. And he says this, but I see another law in my members. When he talks about his members, he's talking about his body. He sees another law law at work in his body, waging war against the law of his mind and making him a prisoner to the law of sin, right? That is to think about our body has members to itself, that we are to belong together to ourself, remember ourselves back to who God made us to be. Consider the members of your body, all the things that create your thoughts and feelings and your words and your actions. Consider your members, psychoneuroimmunology, what's going on with me, empaths and sociopaths or narcissists, right? Those are extremes. Let me just say, when I talked about empath, my daughter is extremely empathetic. You can pray for her. It's just, she can easily be taken down by other people's uh, weaknesses or feelings. But again, it's her superpower if she learns how to harness it and how to bring that to the Lord. She's going to have to learn how to come to the Lord and get her oneness in this beautiful thing of empathy that she has. Narcissists, sociopaths, honestly, they're not irredeemable. Narcissists and sociopaths need to take their pridefulness, their disconnectedness, their hurt, their lack of feeling and bring that to God. Bring and remember themselves. Come back to psychoneuroimmunology. I got I to gotta stay one here. Then we love others as we've loved ourselves. I know, you've heard it before, the oxygen mask, put it on you, can't do anything unless you put it on you. <sighs> Loving others as we love ourselves, that means we're considering the other members of the body of Christ. We consider others, and the Bible says consider others better than us. I saw on Instagram today, I would love it if you follow me, go look at it. A friend of mine shared this little boy. He's on a baseball team, a little league baseball team, and he's in his catchers. He can't be more than uh, 
maybe eight years old and he's in his catcher's uniform and the team is lined up and his best friend is next to him. And I think he's like the pitcher. He's the cool, he's the guy on the team that, that just knows baseball. And this little ragtag guy in his catcher's outfit uh, is excited because the coach says, I'm about to announce the MVP, MVP player of the year and give the ring. And his friend just starts to get so excited and starts jumping up and down and pointing to his friend, like pointing to like, you're it, you're the one, you're the one. He could barely contain himself until the coach announces the name. And yes, it's the obvious one. And this catcher man is just so excited. He's his, his corner man and pats him on the back. Is like, good for you. Go get your ring. And he's looking at his friends like, yeah. And I'm like, what is that? What beauty that is for someone that can celebrate another that way. That is a picture of if we know who we are. I'm the catcher. This guy pitches to me. He's the one throwing the ball. He is the one. Give him the award. That that means we don't lose either. When we can love others, it's because we are completely content in ourselves that we have been loved by God. And we love God and are loved by God. So psychoneuroimmunology inside of me is harnessing and holding peace. Then I have leftovers for others. I can say to you, you're the one, go get the prize, go. It doesn't mean their loss is, or their win is my loss. That's how we know we're loving others. And that's how we can enter the world in a biopsychosocial way that we don't get wiped out. We will know that we've been loved by God by how we love others. We will have a health in us that is in unaffected by Disease coming at us or disruption, and we can then bring health into disrupted or diseased environments. We carry the remedy. If we don't know God for ourselves, we won't know how to be with others. We will live like orphans, lacking, and those who lack hurt others and hunt others because everyone is prey. I gotta eat. We are not orphans. We are sons and daughters loved by God. And when we know who we are and we think about that, all of the immunity inside of us rises. You guys, this is truth. This is connected. You can find the studies there that showing that gratitude lifts the immune system, that people who forgive have healthier immune systems, that people who go to church and are in an environment with others and worship God together are less likely to have anxiety and depression. You were made for a God of oneness, being one with God and one with others. So you cannot give in to when you feel the effects of a sociology, a social experience or environment around you that then begins to compress you or compartmentalize you and disintegrate you from the God of one. Today's takeaway on what to do, love the Lord your God with all of who you are, with all your thoughts, with all your feelings, with all your grumbling, whatever it is, whatever is coming out of you. Don't curse it. Notice it. Take it to God to be loved by him, to receive the love. Be in the word of God. How will you know this love if you don't read the words? You got to read the words. And if you're confused by the Bible or that's a lie, the enemy will tell you, listen, you're, the Bible is not here for us to 
totally understand. It's for us to be inspired, to be called out, to seek to know God more. If all the answers were there, then it's just a manual. Then what do we need a God for? It's there so that you would cultivate relationship to know this God of oneness. The word is there to lead you to the word, the living word. You have to be in the word. Be in the word. We have way too many ways to be in the word, you guys. But with being in the word, go to the God of the word. That will cultivate love and relationship with him. Then you'll have something to give others. Okay, let me pray. Jesus, thank you that you are teaching us a bigger picture of who we are, that we aren't just these tiny uh, beings or tossed about by the waves, that you have a big call on our life, that you see us, uh, the fullness of who we are, and we want to know more of who we are in relationship to you with our mind, with our thoughts, with our feelings, with our desires, our wantings, and our likings. So God, I pray that you would use RevWell TV, the podcast, uh, the Facebook community group, Revelation Wellness, all the things we do, God, to bring us into oneness with you. And that sickness and disease has to fall when we step into oneness with you. And then we can love others, God. We can avoid the downfalls of feeling too much or feeling too little. That we can step in with resources of heaven. God, come and heal your people. Heal their minds, heal their bodies, heal their souls, heal their spirits, Lord. And we don't need more information about you, God. We need to know that you know us personally. So I pray for a personal a personal revelation for each person here, God. Speak to them in their inmost being. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope this episode blessed you. Be sure to swipe up on the show notes for some great free resources and to get registered for the Walking the Words with Jesus. You'll be so glad you did. And as always, please leave us a review. And if your review is read on the air, We'd love to send you a gift from the Revelation Wellness Store. Thanks again for helping us be on mission to spread the gospel through this Revelation Wellness podcast. We'll see you next time.